Is the sun over the yard arm, lad? asked Ross. Yes, sir, just over, answered Derrick. The schooner had no yards at all, but he knew what the question meant. Good. Lian, coffee and rum. Coffee and rum on the spot one time, cried the Chinese cook, bringing in a tray. Now then, Derrick, said Sullivan, finishing his coffee. We want to talk to you. Aye, we want to talk to you, repeated Ross solemnly. Have a wee tot of rum. It's like this, went on Derek's uncle. When you joined us in Wang Pu after... He paused. He didn't like to say, after your mother and father died. And while he was seeking for a better phrase, he thought of that sudden death far away in Chang'an and of those two kind, gentle missionaries who had been Derek's parents. He coughed and went on. After the funeral, we had no time to make any arrangements, and so we took you along on the Wanderer while we considered what ought to be done with you. That is quite a time ago now, and so far we've done precious little about it. But we have come to the conclusion that you ought to go to school. The only question is where? The States? Or England? Or Scotland? Put in Ross. Or Scotland. But wherever it is, and I had thought of Ireland too, a school it must be. Just so, said Ross. A school first, and then the university, to be bred up to one of the learned professions. Exactly, said Sullivan. Knocking about the China Seas with a lot of rough-neck sailors is not the thing for a boy who ought to be hard at his books. Not at all. At all. But, Uncle, cried Derek, I've had all the education I want. And I want to be a sailor. Can't I just stay on the Wanderer with you and Mr. Ross? It's much better than school for a sailor. I'm learning to navigate and I can splice a rope as well as Olaf. No, my boy said his uncle firmly. It won't do at all. I don't say that you aren't very useful. You've got all the makings of a sailor. But it won't do. There are hundreds of reasons. To begin with, you'll have to train in steam to get anywhere nowadays. I doubt whether you would ever get a mate's ticket with this kind of training. And besides, you've got to be properly educated. Your English cousin on your father's side thinks just the same. Just so, said Ross. Get a good grounding in the classics, mathematics and geography, and then you'll be ready for sea training. But, sir, didn't you say that you ran away to sea when you were younger than I am? And everyone knows that you are the best master mariner in the Yellow Sea. We all had that says maybe. <clears throat> but that's another case altogether. Days were different then. And let me tell you this. When I was a wee laddie, I was a great, headstrong fool. I did not know the wisdom of my elders. But when I had been first mate of the Indus just three years, I saved my pay and I went to St Andrews. I realised that my elders were not as stupid as I had thought when I could walk under a table without bending my head. And so I took my degree. Couldn't I do the same, sir? Look, Uncle Terry... Just let me stay aboard the Wanderer until I'm old enough to go to college, and I promise you I'll... No, no, my poor boy. 
School it must be, so pipe down and make up your mind to it. You must go and learn how to parse and the kings of Israel, and how many beans make five. Besides, the matter is not entirely in my hands. There's your English cousin, and he has a big say in the affair. That would be Professor Ayrton, I suppose, said Derek gloomily. My father often talked about him. He was coming out to see us this year. Yes, that's the one. He's a great authority on Oriental archaeology, a very learned man, and I don't suppose that you will be able to escape the advantages of a liberal education with him on your track. We shall be seeing him a few days after we reach Chowking, and we'll have another talk about it then. Now, cut along and give Lee Han a hand at checking over the stores. Derek left the saloon with a heavy heart and made his way to the galley. The idea of being a schoolboy again.